Today's episode is brought to you by King Realty and Management Incorporated, a full-service residential real estate brokerage with a multi-generational approach. Are you looking to invest in real estate here in Texas? Or better yet, are you looking to sell your home? Be sure to contact King Realty and Management. Visit kingrealtytx.com slash podcast. Millennial versus Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same thing. Let's jump right into today's conversation. Hello, everybody. It is Courtney King um, here with another episode of Millennial versus Machine. Thank you so much for joining me. I've got to tell you, I am really enjoying um, recording these podcasts right now. Season two is a little bit different than season one. In season one, it was all about laying the groundwork, laying the foundation for all of you that want to um, become financially free, um, especially when it comes to becoming free from your student loan debt. And so, you know, the purpose of this whole podcast is to do just that. Um Gotta do a quick little plug. The book is available, Amazon, Kindle, paperback, Audible. Um, So if you click the link in the show notes, um, it'll take you directly to purchase the book. Um, And I appreciate you guys for supporting it. So um, we've talked a lot about my experience, which is investing in real estate in the traditional sense where you identify, well, first of all, you start with your goals, identify what are you looking to achieve. For example, you know, you have $300 a month payment for your student loans. Um, so you want to buy some sort of asset that pays for that liability, right? So like what I did, I, I knew what my goal was. I located a home um, that I knew that I could buy at a certain price um, finance it through a traditional mortgage, rent it out, and then that tenant not only pays my mortgage, but it produces a certain cash flow per month, which is what I use to pay off my student loans. Um, also sold the house, which again, further got me to my goal quicker of paying off my student loans. So that's the very traditional um, route that I took. But I know some of you guys are listening to this and you're like, look, or I know your story, like it's all well and good. But when I tell you I don't have money, (laughs) um, but yet I still have these student loans, what do I do? Right. Um, so when I, when I joke around and I say, I do not have money, you know, let's say you need, you know, 10 grand to purchase your first property, Um, That includes your down payment and your closing costs. And let's say you don't have that, but yet you still want to work your way towards financial freedom. Um, A couple of episodes ago, I talked about slow and steady winning the race. And so today I really want to focus on alternative ways to investing in real estate um, where if you are in that situation where you don't have a whole lot of liquid cash 
um, or the means or the ability to purchase an investment property, there are other ways that you can invest in real estate um, that have maybe lower barriers to entry, okay? And so the one way that we are going to highlight um, in this particular episode is investing in what is called a real estate investment trust. In the industry, we call it a REIT. So a real estate investment trust, um, R-E-I-T. You're going to hear me say REIT a lot. That's what I'm talking about. So let's talk about how this is an alternative way um, for you and that could potentially generate some cash flow for you um, to help offset your student loans or any other liability that you have. Um, So what is a real estate investment trust or a REIT? It's a company that owns operates or finances income generating real estate. So it's, it's modeled after mutual front funds and in a REIT, it pools the capital of numerous investors. And this makes it possible for individual investors to earn dividends from real estate investments without having to actually buy, manage, or finance any property themselves. And this was actually, um, established by, um, Congress way back in the 1960s, um, where people wanted to start investing in commercial real estate. And at that time, only the really wealthy people could do that. Well, when they established the REITs, it really allowed other people, um, that may not be the wealthy of the wealthy to actually get in and start investing. So, um, properties that are usually in a real estate investment trust portfolio sometimes includes apartment complexes, maybe data centers, healthcare facilities, hotels, um, different infrastructure, um, sometimes even cell phone towers, energy pipelines, office buildings, retail, uh, malls or strip centers, self storage, um, facilities, um, and even warehouses. And so in general, different REITs specialize in a specific real estate, real estate sector, excuse me. But, um, oftentimes whatever's in the portfolio is very diversified or in some cases they just may stick to one type of property. Um, personally, I have worked with, uh, two different REITs actually, Uh, They were private REITs. One was a portfolio of a bunch of different single family homes. The other REIT was a portfolio of um, commercial strip malls. Um, So I've I've been involved in um, a few different kinds of REITs, mainly at the um, acquisition and the management level of the actual REIT. Not really an investor, but just the boots on the ground for the different investors that have their money in these different REITs. Um, so let's talk about, you know, the different kinds of REITs and guys, if you click the link in the show notes, um, it's courtneymking.com slash REIT, R E I T. Um, it'll send you to my site. I have a bunch of information, um, that you can, uh, take a look at if this is something that you're interested in. And, Again, my perspective in dealing with REITs has been more boots on the ground um, than actual investor. And so um, whatever you do, and I'm going to repeat this a couple of times, make sure you do your due diligence um, on 
what kind of REIT you want to invest in, you know, what they pay out and all of that good stuff. So you're going to hear me repeat that a couple of times. Um, so, uh, a lot of these REITs are actually, uh, publicly traded, um, on major security exchanges and, um, investors can buy and sell them like stocks throughout different trading sessions. And, um, the REITs typically trade under, uh, substantial volume and are considered very liquid. So you're able to get in and get out. And that's one of the pros that we'll talk about here a little bit later. Um, so there are three different kinds of REITs. Um, one is an equity REIT. And this is a REIT which owns and manage, manages different income producing properties. Okay. The revenues are primarily generated from the rents that um, the properties bring in. The second kind of REIT is a mortgage REIT, and this is where the actual real estate investment trust lends money to real estate owners and operators, either through mortgages or loans, um, and they basically earn um, certain margins and interest that whoever they lend to pays um, every month or year, what have you. Um, and then the last kind of REIT is what is called a hybrid REIT, and this is a REIT that is diversified in the sense of they may own and manage actual in income producing properties. Um, and they also may lend money. Um, obviously with that kind of REIT, it's, uh, the strategy is just diversification. Um, just making sure that they are diversified enough, um, and explore just different revenue streams. Um, fun fact guys in 2019, REIT activities resulted in the distribution of $69 billion in dividends, okay? So, and there are more than uh, 225 publicly traded REITs in the United States. So again, do your homework. <laughs> do your homework. I'm going to repeat it again. Um, and so as you're doing your homework, what are you looking at? Well, you're looking at their track record. Um, there are different companies, um, and even apps, believe it or not, where you can invest in different REITs. I'm not going to highlight any of them, to be honest with you. I think that's where you need to do your due diligence. If you are, um, trading stocks, um, through, you know, your regular account, maybe you start there. Um, if you are in the stock market right now, but, um, you want to look at their track record. You want to look at, um, their different earnings reports over the years, how much are they typically paying in dividends to all of their investors? Okay. So, um, look at who's managing the property, uh, the, the REIT, um, and dive a little bit deeper into the history, um, because there are risks, right? So let's dive into the pros and the cons briefly. This is not an exhaustive list, but let's talk about the pros. So the pros of investing in a real estate investment trust would be the liquidity. You're able to get in and get out. Uh, diversification. Transparency. They are legally required to provide regular reports throughout the year. Um, they also, uh, one of the pros is the stable cash flow that you can expect through the dividends. 
Um, and then just the minimal risk because you don't actually own the properties themselves. You are actually investing in the company that does that. So um, those are at a basic level, the pros. Let's talk about the cons. Uh, cons, low growth. Um, you may not experience as much appreciation or um, total return on investments as if you would if you owned the property in the traditional sense. Um, there's also taxes on the dividends that you receive. Um, oftentimes they're taxed as regular income. And it is subject to market risk and potentially, depending on what company that you use to invest in these REITs, there might be um, management and or transaction fees that will end up cutting into your cash flow. So at the end of the day, um, it's just really, really important to do your due diligence. And in addition to the due diligence at just the fundamental level of what can you return into, uh, excuse me, what you can expect in terms of return on investment, there's actually been a lot of known cases of fraud with REITs. Um, so there is a tool that is on the website, CourtneyMKing.com slash REIT. Um, that is a tool that the SEC puts out. And, um, you can actually check to see if a REIT is particularly registered. Um, some are public, some are non-public, but it would be a good idea to check that just in case. Um, again, the two REITs that I've actually had dealings with were not publicly traded. They were all private, um, and I was more on the, the boots on the ground. Now you may be asking, well, Courtney, do you invest in REITs? Um, as of the time of this recording, I do not. Um, and the main reason is I, number one, I like control. You don't really have control with REITs. Um, and I like having tangible assets, assets that I can drive by. Um, and again, because I'm a broker, because I run a property management company, um, from an overhead perspective, me investing in the traditional route just makes more business sense because um, I'm in the game um, at all levels. And so that's really my personal experience. It's not to say that in the future I wouldn't, um, but in this moment, um, because, and, and I'm grateful for this, because I'm able to invest in um, actual properties. Um, I like to take that route just because the, um, cash flow and the overall return for me is, is greater. Um, but again, if you're not in a situation where you can purchase an investment property right now, this might be a good alternative. I'm not quite sure if you work with a financial planner or financial advisor, make sure you consult with them. Um, and get their take on it because they have more familiarity with your personal finance history as well as your goals. Um, and if you don't have an expert that you work with, uh, maybe consider working with somebody. But most importantly, I mean, we live in the age of the internet. You can literally look everything up. And so uh, before you dive right in, that is going to be my recommendation. I hope this is helpful. I will be highlighting other ways um, that may be alternative to the traditional route that you can purchase different um, assets that pay off your liabilities like student loans. Um, if you have any feedback for this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. 
Um, you can visit CourtneyMKing.com slash podcast. You can submit your information if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, you can get the book on Amazon, Millennial versus Machine. Um, and you can reach out to us directly. Um, my contact information and socials are linked in the show notes. Um, I love engaging with you guys. So I'm always here to be a resource. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And um, I'll see you next week for another episode of Millennial versus Machine. Well, Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to visit CourtneyMKing.com slash community. And oh, by the way, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And so would your peeps who are looking to get out of student loan debt. Until next time.